everyone, I'm Shelby. I'm Erica. And welcome to the All Things Melanin Podcast. We are certified high women for getting you guys away. Be sure to subscribe so you'll never miss an update. So What's poppin'? What's new? What's happening? <laughs> uh, How you feeling? You know what? I'm actually excited because we're going to go out tonight. And it's like the middle of the week. And I don't know who we are right now, but it's crazy because I was like, me and Shelby made these plans last week. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to be no old lady. I'm going to sex you today and ask you because we were rescheduled. Because <laughs> my spirit went right. I told my mom today, I was like, mom, I, I'm so tired and exhausted. Like, I could just lay in my bed yeah. right now. She's like, stop being old. I'm like, I just, I got my bonnet on right now. But you do. later, I'm hey, excited. But you know what? That's what makeup for. It's you for. know, YOLO. You know, tomorrow never promised, so. I'm going to be struggling tomorrow. <laughs> but I wouldn't care. So what's popping with you? Girl, let me tell you. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> so why, okay, so the other weekend, um, I, I wasn't um, feeling good a couple weeks ago. And so, you know, we don't feel good like your body will wake you up. Anyway, my cousin texted me at like 7.50 and she was like, hey, are you up? I'm thinking something real drastic then popped off. I was like, yeah, girl, like, what's up? Text me. Like, call me. She calls me at 01 to tell me that she had a dream about, this is like the most random thing. She called to tell me that she had a dream about my future boyfriend. And I was like, and she was just telling me all this stuff. And I was like, well, <laughs> my petty stuff, I was like, she was like, yeah. The family liked him, and he was cool, and she gave me a really good description. So, if this is true, according to her, he is fine. But I was like, well, did you get his name, his social security, his oh date of birth? Like, did you get any descriptors really? so when he comes Shelby. into my presence, <laughs> I know that's him? She had nothing for me. I'm just saying, if you're going to call and tell somebody some stuff. Did you say your social security? That's a little. <laughs> like, I was joking. I don't want his social security. That was a total joke. I hope Frank. But I'm just saying, like, she didn't get no descriptions. Uh, then he get lost. Girl. Like, I don't know. But you know they say when you dream of somebody's face, you've seen them before? Well, she saw the face. So I told her, I to so go she back- must have seen them before in real life. Well, I asked her to go back to sleep and give me some more details. <laughs> I'm, I'm done. We're done. We're done with this. But she couldn't. She wouldn't go back to sleep. I was like, girl, <laughs> you can't call me with half the tea. You got to call me with the whole tea. Wow. But, yeah, that's how she had for me. I just thought that was, like, interesting because, like, so I will say my parents don't pressure me to, like, date and bring anybody home because I think they're not ready. <laughs> um, I don't think they're ready. But, like, the rest of my family asked me, and I'm like, y'all, I just came to hang out. That's it. Leave me alone. I hate when family does that. Mind your business. Mind your business because then, if I just feel like they put, like, these, like, timetables on you and I don't ever want to feel like I have a timetable because I'm not about to end up with the wrong person missing with you. Girl. But that's another story for another day on a whole different topic. <laughs> but honestly those timetables will get you. It get everybody. Yeah. Because especially when you move out your 20s and then you be like hold on wait how did I s- s- smooth 40 right now? <laughs> like how did I get here? So it does happen to everybody. Yeah. Will, but Family, I mean, if you if they want your hair to have a baby, is they going to take care of it? Is they going to babysit? First of all, Shelby's not ready to have a baby. <laughs> I'm terrified of childbirth. Um, like, mm. yeah. I, so funny story before we get into the first segment. My mama kept bringing up a whole grandchild one day. And I was like, I hit her with the, do you have grandchild money? <laughs> no, you didn't. I did. And my mama is petty betty. <laughs> she was 
like, yeah, I do ask. I was like, you know what? <laughs> it's time for me to disconnect this line because you done lost your mind. Ugh. But I will say my parents are really good about not pressuring me to, like, date and settle down and to, like, rush into anything. You know what I mean? Which I'm mm-hmm. really, really proud of. I think whenever I do date somebody really seriously and bring them home, I think <laughs> it's going to be very interesting. I think it's going to take a while for my parents to get used to it. And I'm really interested slash afraid <laughs> to see how my dad's going to react. Well. Because Erica's met my dad. Um, and <laughs> the one thing I can say about my dad is he is the most honest, blunt person. And he's not going to talk about you behind your back. He's going to talk about you to your face. Well, I feel like dads and their daughters, they're always going to have that, like, I will shoot you if you. <laughs> you know, my dad told my, one of my ex-boyfriends that, like, for, like they, they don't like about it. their daughters. Well, which is understandable. Yeah. <laughs> So to like, continue, I'll let y'all know. <laughs> so before we talk something. about getting kids and all that, we're skipping some steps. I don't want to be the man. Now. Okay, Child. you have to have a man before all of that. So in the Child. dating and relationship segment, we talking about the potential of a man. Are you willing to stay with the man for his potential, or should he level up? No, I'm not. And let me tell you why. <laughs> Why y'all finna see a hand on this wall? <laughs> she really serious. <laughs> no, I'm serious. No, I'm not dating your potential. Let me tell you why. Because I have dated a dude or two with potential. And you know where it got me, Erica? It got me nowhere. It didn't. But I will say for me, I feel like sometimes this is just my experience. I don't know about anybody else's experience. But when I've dated a guy with potential, I feel like they got, like, really, really comfortable in whatever state they were in, right? And so they didn't necessarily want more for themselves. I'm the type of person, like, I consider myself to be a very supportive friend. So, obviously, I would be that for whoever my man or my purpose mate is. I think the mistake, I feel like when you get with a man and you're waiting on his potential, I feel like you can wait the rest of your life. Somebody said something to me one day, and it was so interesting. They said, whoever you're with, let's say you got a dude, right? Would you be okay if that man never changed another day in his life? And he's Uh, a potential type of man. You know what I mean? Like, that's something that you have to think of, and I think sometimes when you just date a guy's potential, it's not a guarantee that he's going to turn it into some kinetic energy and make it do what it do. Personally, I really, really like guys that are go-getters, you know what I mean? And guys that are that work hard. Like, my dad always worked really hard. He always supported us, and he always did what he had to do. So, a man that's being lazy or a man that's doing the bare minimum, that doesn't attract me. You know what I mean? Like, granted, I've always been and I pray that I can always be the type of woman to be able to go out and get it and take care of myself but it's something about knowing that you got a man that's gonna support you and take care of you and that can pick up the slack when you can't like that's just me I just I've dated a guy with just potential and we didn't work out because he just didn't get me it was like trying to put a square and a circle together it it just didn't work and I think for me when I've dated a guy or talked to a guy just with potential, like I feel like I got my hopes up for all of these things that I said that I told myself in my mind that he was gonna do or he was gonna be ready to do, but 
that just wasn't him. Like he was showing me exactly who he was. He was showing me exactly what he was going to do. But me, I had made up all these scenarios because I was making up scenarios and stories and basing our, our relationship off his potential. Not even anything that he's shown me. Maybe things he's told me. And I think we got to be very, very careful about taking what someone says versus watching what they do. Because you can tell me you can do all these things, but are you putting any action behind it? Are you making any moves? You know what I mean? Like, I can get with a man or support a man that is making moves and that is trying. You know what I mean? Yes, that's just me. That's true what you said about, like, what we see is, is like, we want to see what we want to see. Because that's exactly what potential is. It's your perception mm-hmm. of what they're doing. Now, I will say, when you all in love, girl... It's hard to just be like, because of course when you're all in love, you see all the potential in him. You're like, oh, you're just so great at drawing. You could just be an artist. Like, but he ain't trying to be no artist. That, of course he has the potential. We all have potential. I have potential. Yeah. But it's, it's, it comes down to, are you actually putting in the work to yeah. do it? And that's so I thing. feel like in my life right now, today, <laughs> yeah, I feel like the man you would have to level up. I don't want to be somebody that, um, I got to bring you up with me. Not saying that I'm higher level or anything like that at all. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. But I'm saying I am not going to be, you have to meet my level of ambition. I have to be able yeah, to. I can definitely agree with that. I have to be able to, I want you to be my support system and of course I'll be yours, but I'm not going to wait on the potential that's never going to happen. Girl. Because I've done that before. In the past, I have. I have. And it's very hard not to fall into that. Yeah. Because, like you said, we can make up all these things in our head. Oh, well, you're so good at this. You could be that. And a lot of guys will sell you a dream. Listen. Okay? And we buy right into it. Yeah. But you got to pay attention to what he's showing you. Yeah. And I feel like if you're bringing this to the table, he needs to bring it too. Yeah. And I said, for, for me, I'm not helping no more dudes. In yeah. my past, I've helped dudes and helped dudes yeah. and helped dudes. And I'm just not. Yeah. doing it <laughs> and i feel like just like there are women that are and this is just both sides just to be fair i feel like there that, that there are women that are gold diggers and there are men that are gold diggers you know what i mean there are so you have to be careful one thing that i learned i read this somewhere and it was like you know ladies stop telling a guy what you want in a mate because and same for girls guys both parties because i find that i've said that before and they tried to morph into that person, even if that wasn't there. Yeah, exactly. So then, when you all in love and crazy, he starts showing, he or she starts showing you their true colors. You know what I mean? And then you say like, "Check, like, what you about to do? Like, your emotions? You know what I mean?" So I think we have to be careful about, you know, telling too much too soon because somebody with potential could take that. And use that against you. Exactly. Just saying. To keep you around. And that brings me to this paragraph of this book I read. Yeah. It's actually like two sentences. But it talks about that. It says, you have to be willing to accept that this person is who they show you. Yeah. Do not get me wrong. I believe there are instances where if a man shows you his vision, shows you effort, shows that he's putting in the work, there is potential you can grasp. Yeah. Although that is not his potential you are dating at the moment. It's his character you're dating. So if his character shows you a man of value, someone you can respect and trust, as well as believe they will get to a better destination, 
But many of you may have overlooked character and you held on to your perception that you want to believe he can achieve. And that is the wrong way to go. That is so true. That is a whole word in it itself. Is. It's, it's so, 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 so very true. Yeah. It's so true. And I think for me, but obviously besides a few other things on my list that I have, I think one of the sexiest things a man can be is like somebody that does what he says that he's going to do and someone that is a hard worker. You know what I mean? Like somebody that's just not all potential, but somebody that's about it, about it. I mm-hmm. think that's the most attractive, like one of the most attractive traits that a man can have. Yeah, because being a lazy person, that is it. Why, what I can't you, do it. Like, if I'm getting up and going to work and you sitting there. Um, what are you doing? You was not going to be no house husband. You was going to go out here. <laughs> Real house husbands of You going to go out here and get this money. <laughs> Just like I'm going to go out here and get this money. Yeah, and guys, some guys, like you said, they feed off of ambitious women. Yeah, just like some women feed off ambitious men, just to be fair. Uh-uh, I just, but I just, I'm not going to be waiting on the potential of you. I I will look at what's going on right now. Yeah, you have to because I feel like that's how you you waste your time and get your heart broke. I'm telling you, I ain't got time. I don't have the mental capacity to have my heart broken again. We're not even doing it. Because then you'll have to... I mean, that's the risk in falling in love. That's true. You can't guarantee that. I'm not ready You can't. <laughs> but, I am, but I'm not. I mean, you can't. You can't. I am. Girl, look at me. So, <laughs> I feel like a potential of a man, like if you're waiting on his potential, you could be waiting on his potential to marry you. You could be waiting on your his potential to start a family Ooh. with you. Like, but is he doing the steps to marry you? Is he doing the steps to start a family? Is he... Saving so y'all can start that family. It's you know what I mean. I like, feel like a man in that sense is intentional. I feel yeah. like I don't know. This is just my perception. I could be totally wrong, but I feel like when a guy wants to be with you, he knows that he wants to be with you. If he wants to start a family with you, if he wants to have kids with you, all those different things, he's gonna tell you. And I think, like I said, I think sometimes we mess up and we give him the cheat code to what we want and what we need, and they tell mm-hmm. us all these things. Like, bro, I'm not telling you none of Chico. I'm going to be vague I don't know what. Because I'm going to, like, I feel like if you want to, for me, I feel like if I want a man to lead me, I have to let him lead me. You know what I mean? Like, I have to let him be the dude and say, you know, as long as our values and our morals and what we want and our character, you know, match up. Uh, and that's my person, my purpose. I have no problem with that. You know what I mean? But I feel like if you want a man to leave you, you can't say, oh, I want a man to leave me and I want a man to be aggressive and I want a man to do this. And you're not letting him do it. You're not letting him show you. You know what I mean? And I feel like sometimes we have to let a man be a man so we can see what he made of. Yep. Because I don't need no pump. No. I'm just being That's one of the things I struggle with, to be very honest, is taking a step back. Because I'm so like, if I want to do something, I'm just going to do it. But I'm like, okay, if I want to go get my nails, I'm just go get my nails done. Yeah. That kind of thing. And I have it, I have a hard time letting the person like do something for me. But yeah. I, it's so easy for me to do something for somebody else. Yeah. So I'm like, that's the thing that I struggle with. And my mom was having this, I was having this conversation with my mom the other day about like, if you are living with your husband, do you, do, and he expects you to pay half of everything, but you make so much less than him would you do it she was like so he make more than me and I still gotta pay half and I was like oh my gosh mom but I said I don't even know if I would 
allow him to just pay everything. I would feel weird. Even if yeah. that's my husband, like I'm just not used to yeah. someone just taking care of everything yeah. from me. And I think that comes down to how we were raised because my parents, specifically my dad, has always told me, always be able to hold your own, yeah. to carry your own, and to support your own. And I know for myself, regardless, if my man can do it all by himself, I wouldn't let him do it all by himself because I'm not programmed like that. Same. Like, I'm programmed to be a helper. I'm programmed yeah. to be a helpmate. I'm programmed to, you know, lift some of his burdens and different things like that. But I think that comes down to how we were raised and how we were programmed because I'm always get it. I'm yeah. always make sure I'm taking care of. I'm always make sure I'm studying. You're not ever going to be able to fix your mouth to say, you know, you didn't have this because of me and different things like that. And I think sometimes that comes down to how we were raised and Definitely. how we see things. Like for me, my dad has been a person that stuck to his word, you know? So I expect men to be that. I know when I went to college or, you know, dated my high school sweetheart or whatever, like, Obviously, your dad loves you more than anybody. He would lay down his life. But there would be things that my dad did that I took for granted that other guys didn't really know, you know? And I think it's so important. I didn't realize how important until I got to college. I think it's so important to really take time to get to know a guy, to really know that man. Like, I need to know your family history. Like, I remember one time, um, something so little, I was talking to this guy. And if you know me, your girl was very spoiled. So I had went to, we met up or something and my car is like a regular car. It's nothing fancy. And he was, we were talking about cars and he was just like, we got on the subject of, he asked me like where I bought my car. And I was like, oh, I don't know. My dad bought my car and something so simple as your dad bought your car and you don't have to pay anything, you know, or just, um, something as simple as I think I talked to somebody one time and you know, like you just really get into talking, so you're not super serious, but you're kind of exclusive, but you you know what I mean? You know what I'm getting at? A hot mess. <laughs> A hot ass mess. That icky stage. And was, I remember it was his birthday, and you know, you, I didn't want to do anything like too extravagant, because we weren't together together. But, you know, you wanted to do something. I did something so fly, but so simple. And he was just like so floored that I would take time out of my day to do that. But... I said all that to say is we grew up two totally different ways. I grew up, I'm not going to lie, pretty spoiled. You know what I mean? With both of my parents. And I got the opportunity to be a kid and to cheer and to run track and to just do all the things that I wanted to do versus this person who was the oldest of two or three children who had to take care of his siblings, who was the dad, who didn't know how to be that figure because his dad, like stuff like like stuff like that matters and I think sometimes that plays a part into it not saying you know what I mean yeah that that's sense. I feel like we the same person in a sense because I grew up very privileged so whoever I dated and I brought them around my family and the they was they living had, a good life like they saw but it kind of was like a negative for me in the dating because they felt like oh this is how you living this is how I can't I can't do I can't afford this kind of living type of thing but it's like I don't want you for that like I'm always looking at the person not what yeah. that man can do for me because some women have no problem sitting back crossing their legs and letting that man pay for everything like the bills and all that kind yeah. of stuff but for me I'm, I guess it may be a little trust issue because 
even if he gonna pay all the bills, I still need to see the receipts. Where is this money going? In? And do we pay it on time? Is it past due? Yeah. Like all that kind of stuff. I like agree. I'm not just gonna. I feel like I can't let that much control go. You know what I'm saying? And I think yeah. that's my issue. But it's good that I recognize that. Yeah, <laughs> and I think honestly, I think that when you meet the right person or whoever your purpose mate is, I think that's really just gonna be a conversation on how y'all are gonna even that out. Yeah, I feel like. You're not, I don't feel like God's going to place you with somebody that's going to be as controlling as to be like, you can't work, you can't do that. Oh, no. You know what I mean? Unless God want to see him the next day. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Like, I don't think he's going to place you with somebody. I feel like he's going to place you with somebody that's going to understand that you want to contribute to the relationship. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that, yeah, that's what I think. Well, thanks, um, friend. Okay, let's move on. Do we? What else are we talking about? <laughs> um, the journey. So you had a few things to get out of your chest. <gasps> yes. So the journey is where we just share something that we have learned about all things melanin, like building the brand, trying to you know be popping, whatever we trying to do. Yeah. So one thing that we've learned is you never know what doors and opportunities may be around the corner. And we have learned that God's favor can get you into places you never dreamed of. So no matter how many likes you have or don't have, Listen. how many followers you have or don't have, yeah. how many whatever, page subscribers, whatever. Yeah. It doesn't matter. If God wants you to be in that room with those people, you're going to be in that room with those people. Yeah. And I think sometimes we underestimate God's favor. We do. I think sometimes we sit here and we think that because we're this and we're that, that that door is automatically going to open and those opportunities are always um, automatically going to come. But, like, sometimes, like, I got to sit back and check myself. Like, Shelby, have you put in the work? Mm -hmm. Shelby, have you put in the years? Like, Mm -hmm. Shelby, is God's favor ready for you to step into that? Like, is that your door? And I feel like sometimes we forget that we may not be prepared for what we're praying for. Yeah. We might not be prepared for what we're wanting. But one thing I have learned in God's favor and his grace is to... Is to no matter the situation, leave the situation with grace. Yes. Leave the situation with respect. I'll give you an example. I interviewed for this position within my company um, a couple weeks ago for um, like a, a temporary like training position within the company because they need help with training. And I did, the interview went actually, it went really well, it went really swell. Um, everybody that interviewed for that position was more than qualified or overqualified to the position. But I didn't up get, I, long story short, I didn't end up getting the position. But in that interview, um, in talking to the interview words, they were like, you, we were talking and they were just giving me suggestions on people to connect with and people to talk to and mm-hmm. people to know and positions to look at in the future once they answered um, and different things like that. And I said all that to say that Sometimes, even if your door doesn't open, sometimes God gives you the pieces. Sometimes God gives you the clues or the keys to other doors. Sometimes he sets you up. Maybe you were trying to do something or you wanted something or someone and that didn't happen to you. But that situation, long story short, that situation had to happen to you to set you up for what he's calling you to do. Man. Yes. I feel like my whole life is a setup. (laughs) (laughs) But that's so true because no matter, like you just said, no matter what doors, opportunities you do have and you do go through it, like God will give you that favor because maybe he just wants to expose you to what's in the future for you. Listen, And I feel like that's what we've been going through this this past since we've started, really. Like God's been exposing us to stuff that we have 
the desire to do personally and professionally yes and I'm just like okay God I see what you're doing so just I feel like we just we're on the right track and that's always confirmation for me and yeah when we end up being exposed to something or being having favor yeah to do something or yeah. to so yeah, I think God shows you glimpses of where he's taking you to mm-hmm. keep you encouraged. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes it, we get so easily discouraged, you know what I mean? But I think about it, anybody that I admire, yeah, um, they got glimpses of stuff. They got doors closed. They had failed opportunities, but they kept going. But everything that they did, whether it was a no or a yes or a closed door, it was a setup. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, God's just not going to give you something to give you something. Like, you got to be, you got to put in the work and you, you essentially have to to get set up. I remember, so Eric and I used to work together and um, we had interviewed um, probably about two years into the position. Um, You started like, what, a month or two before me? Yeah. Um, And we had interviewed for this position. They told both of us, no. (laughs) No. (laughs) And we were both more than qualified for the position. I kid you not, maybe, so we probably interviewed for that, what, maybe a year into the company? Yeah. Two years in, they came in Handed it to us. Bam. No interview. Nope. No follow-up. Nope. Just pay raise. I'm just saying. Listen, and I said all that to say (laughs) that God closed doors for us when we interviewed for it, but because he felt like we weren't ready, but when he felt like we were ready, he handed it to us. Handed it to us, and he opened that door, and it was literally his favor. Yes. Literally his favor, and I think sometimes... The crazy thing is God's favor is so good because when God blesses me, I'm so ecstatic. And don't get me wrong, I feel like I'm a great person. I feel like I put in the work. I feel like I'm very intelligent. But it's not anything that I did to receive God's favor. It's just because God's so good. Exactly. And I think sometimes we forget that, like, even though I'm not where I want to be and I want to do different things, God has been so good to me that sometimes I got to check myself and say, Shelby, you tripping. Like, Shelby, you're ungrateful. Shelby, you need to check yourself. You can pay your bills. You got a roof over your head. You can travel. You can support yourself. You don't have to ask your parents. Like, you don't realize how good you have it and how blessed you are. And I think sometimes we got to stop complaining about what we don't have and be grateful for what we do have. Yes. Because everything that I have now are things that I pray for. Yeah, exactly. So if I'm praying for certain things exactly. now, God's going to make it come to pass in his favor when he's ready. Mm-hmm. But I got to stop having the misconception that it's on Shelby's time. But it's really on God's time and God's favor. Exactly. Because especially, even if you do get to where you want to be, there's still going to be something you want to aspire to from that. And then we're going to be sitting over here, like, complaining about that, too. It's yeah. Like, well, this is what I prayed for. This is where <laughs> I wanted to be. So I think that it's just really important to recognize God's favor. And our journey has been lit already. Yeah. So I'm just really excited to see what this year is yeah. going to hold for us. I mean... This, I feel like I really feel like great things are coming. I, I feel it in my bones. Like Yes, come on, Jesus, Lord. <laughs> okay, so let's move on to our mentor moment. And that's when um, we have a question that was asked to us. And so we're going to give our advice. So the question is, Shelby, <clears throat> when is there ever the right time to stop giving advice or suggestions to a friend that doesn't seem to listen, but they always complain to you and want your advice. So, like, how do you know when to just stop? Just this person clearly just wants to vent and complain. They don't really care what so I. So here's the thing. Uh-huh. Why are you laughing? <laughs> because that's your that's your that's your segue into it's about to get real. 
Okay, so here's the thing. I feel like for the most, so anybody that I call a friend, I'm very supportive of. So if you tell me that you want to do something, I'm going to be on your ass about doing it. But I'm going to do everything I can to support you, to send you the resources and different things like that. I've learned that if I am giving you more resources than I wanted more than you, then A, you don't want it bad enough, and B, I need to shut up. Yeah. Because I can't do it for you. Like, I can't give you the resources. I can give you the recipe. I can give you everything. But if you don't put in the work to do, I feel like if I don't see you being accountable and wanting to do it, then I'm going to stop talking. I'm going to stop giving you advice. Yeah, I'm not even going to entertain what you're saying until you show me something different. And that's from to me, that's not being rude, but you're not. Here's the thing. I think when you share your ideas and dreams and different things like that with people, first and foremost, that's a high level conversation. Like that's the conversation that you have to have with somebody that can receive and digest what you're saying. So if you're sitting here, Erica, and you're telling me A, B, C, and D, and there's such high-level, deep conversations, in an essence, if this makes sense, I'm putting all my energy into listening to you. I'm putting all my energy into supporting you, into being there for you. So essentially, that's taking emotionally and mentally from me. Not in a bad way, but it's just taking. So I say that to say that means I'm invested in what you're saying and I'm invested in what you're doing. So if you tell me that you're doing something and you're not taking it seriously, I feel cheated. I feel like you wasted my time and I feel like you're playing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because I don't feel like there's an excuse. I feel like you can make excuses and I don't feel like there are any. I think that you can do anything. Like There are people that have built stuff from the ground up that had nothing. So for me, when I find that you're not investing or taking it seriously, I don't give any energy to it. Like, you can sit here and tell me whatever you want to tell me, but I'm not going to give you any energy. I'll listen, I'm not getting, but I'm not going to give you any advice. Yeah. My deal is I'll tell you once. I may tell you twice. But if I tell you and all you're doing is nothing, then I'm done. Yeah. I mean, I'm still your friend, but... I'm not going to give you my energy to waste my time and to take my energy when I can use my energy to build what I'm building and to do what I'm doing. Because I feel like my energy mentally and emotionally is so precious. And I don't think we realize that when someone pours their ideas into us, how that takes from you sometimes. And not in a bad way. You know what I mean? Because I, I genuinely believe that there's room for everybody to win. And I genuinely want everybody I know and that I'm connected and I'm cool with to make it. Like, I'm rooting for everybody. But there are the people that talk about it and there are the people that are about it. And those are two totally different people. And a lot of people talk about it and very few people are about it. Yes. But that's just me. Well, it does drain you because I just get to the point where I'm like, this is exhausting Mm -hmm. for me to keep repeating myself because clearly all you want to do is just dump all of that on me. It could be just something they're going through that they just want to complain, 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 and then ask me for my advice and then you don't do anything and then you complain yeah so i get to the point where i'm just gonna mind my business hey listen you can join the mind your business ministry i will be on the chair because (laughs) this this year i'm just not doing it like i feel like one of my best qualities as a friend is that i'm a good listener like i will listen to you and then i will give you like genuine advice i'm not gonna make you feel stupid but i will give you like the real about it i'm not gonna be like yeah girl he don't want no be like girl um (laughs) 
<laughs> no, you're right. Uh, whatever you want to do. But I just feel like if it gets to the point where it's exhausting you, mm-hmm. like you just said, mentally and emotionally, then it's time to stop giving that friend advice. You can Listen. still love them from afar, but you got to let them learn on their own. And if they come to you and wanting to complain or vent again, change the subject. Be like, girl, let's talk about something positive. <laughs> you know, something like that. Because if they feel like every time they call you, you're going to listen, that means they're going to continue to call you. Because right. they can continue to dump listen. all their complaints on you. Listen. And then I've had to let a few people go because of that. Because yeah. I just didn't want that in my life. So. I'm not wasting my... I saw this quote one time. Uh, I saw this quote a couple weeks ago. Probably at the end of the year. And it was so real and it was like it said something to the effect of paraphrase it was like you know before I have a deep conversation with somebody I ask them if they have the mental capacity to receive what I'm saying most of the time no you're right (laughs) and I think that's so I feel like a that's so important for the person that's receiving but I feel like if you're gonna take the time to pour all this into me the least you can do is follow through what you said Mm -hmm. I'm not saying you got the recipe I'm not saying you perfect. I'm not saying that it's going to be all great. I'm just saying I got to see I got to see some effort from me. Yeah. Because if you're not giving me any effort, why should I give you effort in giving advice? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, why should I give you effort in getting suggestions? Like, you're wasting my time. And it, like you said, it just sucks all your energy because energy is so transferable. Like, if I get around somebody whose vibe is just lit, then I'm going to be lit, you know? But if I get around to somebody whose vibe is negative, then it makes me feel like in a negative mood or whatever. So you know how they always say that the five closest people around you, you're just like them. That is how serious it is, how people can affect you and yeah. affect your energy. Yeah. So if you have five people that always complain about something yeah. or moping about something or want to just spill all this junk on you or gossip about everything. Uh. And please be mindful, if they gossiping to you about somebody really, really, really bad and talking about them really, really bad, they talking about you. they're doing that to you. Oh, yeah. Like, it don't matter how BFFs you are, if y'all known each other since y'all was two years old. Yeah. Just watch how people talk about people to you. Yeah. So that's my advice for that mentor moment. Um... Would you like to move on? <laughs> I feel like you got some stuff off your chest. <laughs> like, she's so relieved, y'all. She's like, yeah, she been putting her back. Like, yes, girl. <sighs> yes, with this bonnet. Um, okay. So, our words of encouragement, Shelby. So, our Bible verse is coming from <laughs> Psalms 37.4. Um, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you desires of your heart. Um, when I read that, I really take that to mean, like, And whatever you do, be sure that you take time out of your day to spend time with God. Like, if you don't take time to pray, to meditate, and to sit in his presence, like, how do you expect him to to fulfill the desires of your heart? Yeah. How do you expect for him to follow through on the things that you're praying for? And I think sometimes, for me, I'm, I'm talking about your girl, me, sometimes I get so caught up in life that I forget to spend time with God or to delight myself in my heart. And I've had to remind, every time that I've taken time to spend time with him and delight him, he has always came through for you, girl. And yep. I think it's so important to take that time uninterrupted. Yeah. To spend time with God. Sometimes, you know, sometimes you got to cry. Sometimes you got to scream. Sometimes I, there have been times when your girl has just cried and didn't have any words. But I sat in his presence. There have been times when I said, God, I don't understand. I don't get it. But what do you want me to do? God, why is this happening? You know? But when I took time to be in his presence and to just really be who I was in that moment, he is always came through. And I think sometimes we forget and we underestimate the power of just sitting there, whether we know what to say or not. 
mm-hmm. whether we have the answers or not. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Exactly. So, you guys, I'm going to leave you all with a prayer. Come on, Pastor Shelby. You're done. <laughs> Bite your head, close your eyes, unless you're driving. <laughs> Keep them open. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for every person that is arranged to listen to this podcast. I pray that you would just go into their lives and bless them. I pray that you will open doors for them that no man can close. I pray that you would be through I pray that you would be with them in every step of their life. I pray that if someone is training them, someone is using them, someone is manipulating them, I pray that you would give them a sign that they can not deny. I pray that as they go on their journey and they follow their dreams and they follow their passions, I pray that you will always give them the passion the guidance and the knowledge to know that they are good enough and that they are qualified. I pray that if someone is in a season of being overlooked, I pray that if someone is a in a season of being a misunderstood, I pray that you would let them know that regardless of what season that they are in, that you are loved, that they are loved and that you have called them. I pray that they know that it's temporary. I pray that they know that help is on the way. I pray that they can see the light at the end of the tunnel. And I pray that they can be the light in a world that is so dark and so mean. I pray for anybody that is just not in a good place right now, whether they don't feel loved, whether they are exhausted or tired, or they just, they don't know what to do, and they're out of wits in, Lord Jesus. From the bottom of our hearts, I genuinely pray that you would lift them out the pit. I pray that you would lead and guide them. I pray that you would love them. I pray that you would open doors. I pray that you would open opportunities, and I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would show them their favor in everything that you do. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen.